You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 63, where we get clear on the game. The game that your teen is in and is playing right now in their study and exams, whether they signed up to play it or not. And in this episode, I'm going to explain how to help them understand the game, enjoy the game, and if they want to, win at the game. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey, VIPs, how are you doing? I hope everything is going super well and that you're having a great week so far. I can tell you that I am feeling very inspired and energized right now. You might be able to kind of hear it in my voice because I'm coming off of the back of a few things that I've mentioned in the past couple of episodes. I've delivered the Teacher Professional Development Training Day. We had some awesome and really positive and engaged teachers there. And then I've had the Next Level Student event, which was called Maximize Your Exam Technique. And I've also been to a business development workshop. I don't know if that's the official title of it, but it was that kind of thing that I attended as I continue building Rock Solid Study. This thing that started out as a way to help more students understand how to be successful in their study. And in my own words, way back about seven years ago, kind of just turned into a bit of a monster. And I mean that in a fantastic way. I mean that in the way that there's just so much to this and so much that I want to do with it and so many opportunities. And I want to share a little bit with you. So I think it's always a good sign when you come away from a big round of different events, feeling energized rather than exhausted. I can tell you I have definitely experienced both in my time. And so instead of needing some time to kind of recover and refresh, it's the opposite. I am chomping at the bit right now. And I'm going to share and tell you why. I think it's because all of these events have kind of just come up together in terms of the calendar, just coincidentally, but it's really made me see how everything fits together in the bigger picture of what is going on here for your teen with high schools, with students today and their study, and for you as their parent or carer. And I thought it might be valuable to you and to your teen to have this bigger picture view of things. So I want to share it here on the podcast. Now, A short little bit of background. It's been almost a year since I delivered a professional development day because honestly, this isn't something I actively promote at all. (laughs) But A, I forgot how much I enjoyed doing them. And B, I was blown away by the really positive comments that I got at the end and in the feedback survey afterwards. 
So that for me, like it would for anyone, gave me a lot of feel good and a bit of a boost, not just as the presenter, but because I know how important this information and training is for teachers. And yes, because I know how it influences our teaching when we have it, but also because one of the most common comments I get from parents is, I can't believe schools don't teach this stuff. And as you've probably heard me say before, I didn't know about all of this either until I became an external exam marker. I knew some of it because, of course, we get trained in how to write and mark assessments, but I didn't know all of it. And I certainly didn't understand just how critical it all is, how critical exam technique is to exam performance and results, how important active revision is in prepping for those exams how focused an essay response needs to really be in order to meet the top criteria, how to actually add more detail, how to stop the waffle, how to stop hedging your bets in answers. I say this as an experienced student in doing that myself back years ago. How to cut all of the spaghetti throwing and actually know what a question is really asking and what it isn't asking, (laughs) which is why... The work that I do with students and with parents and with teachers is all about knowing the game. (laughs) What the game is that students are really playing when they are learning the subject content, when they're completing assessments, when they're sitting exams. Now, I definitely know that schools and education are about more than just those things, but it is a part of it for most students and therefore also for teachers and for you as the parent or carer. So that means that we all need to know what the game really is here, what the rules are, what the goal is, and what are the tactics to win. And of course, winning could be achieving the grades that your teen wants. It could be just enjoying the game, winning at having a good life balance and enjoying the process. Or it could, of course, be both. And I believe it totally can be both. And what I think is going on overall here, and this is just me based on my experience as a teacher, as a study coach, as a marker and panel member for exam boards, (laughs) what I see going on in the most part is that schools are teaching students a lot of information. Now, they are delivering what the national curriculum and the exam board syllabuses, I can't bring myself to say syllabi, (laughs) what they state. And they aren't doing anything wrong here by doing that. This is exactly their role, their job. And yes, sometimes the syllabuses do also state that skills and certain competencies related to the subject also need to be learned. So practical experiments in science, sports skills in PE. But these are usually still very prescriptive. They're still very subject specific, subject oriented. And again, nothing wrong with that. But then your teen is expected to do something with that knowledge or with those skills. They have to apply it in a certain way to an essay title, to an exam question, to an assessment task. And they are then judged by what they write on that paper or what is produced in that project or on that performance. And this is the real 
game. The game is not how much information can I learn and memorize? How many pages can I fill in my exercise book? How many practice questions can I answer? Or even how many things can I make or perform if it's a more practical subject? The game is knowing what to do with those facts and with that knowledge. It's knowing how to give the marker what they want and need to see, aka how to meet the success criteria. And I know that some of you and some of your teens find this kind of depressing or disappointing or feel disillusioned by it, especially when we are told that education should be inspiring and it should build curiosity and a love of learning. And I totally get that. I really do. I can tell you one of my favorite things when I taught geography back in the UK was where one of the actual components for the subject in the national curriculum there was literally called awe and wonder. We actively had to create and drive that in our high school students. So this wasn't primary school. This was still in high school, awe and wonder. And I really loved that part. But I also don't think it's a totally bad thing that there is a game to be played here. In fact, it could be a really valuable lesson in your teen's education if we choose to embrace it and just choose to use it to our advantage. And I don't think that these things are mutually exclusive either. Creating a sense of awe and wonder can exist alongside performing well in an exam or another type of assessment. Because remember the study success formula. Go back, catch that in episode one if you have not listened to that yet. It's knowledge plus application equals success. Curiosity, awe and wonder are all part of building that knowledge. The application is where we also, not instead, also decide what knowledge to put across in what way when it's required in a certain way. And one of the things that we talked about at the business workshop that I attended was where things are going in the world and in education on a bigger, wider scale. And in schools, of course, we have things right now like AI that mean reports or short stories can be written at the click of a button. We have Google to look up facts. All of those traditional education-y things around information and producing pieces of written work. So, of course, there's a lot of debate and curiosity, there's that word again, wafting around right now about what that means for traditional education or the education system we have right now. And whether things like exams or essays are going to become redundant or need to be changed. Now, personally, and I could be totally wrong here, I don't think there's going to be any big changes happening anytime soon. And I actually think there is something else happening here because this application element is where the higher level concepts and skills actually come in. Knowing how to deliver upon request, knowing how to select and apply certain information, they are higher level skills. In the mark schemes and rubrics that you'll see on your team's assessment papers and success criteria, it's written as statements like discerning selection of evidence or detailed linkages within and between concepts. And if we think about this in the wider world, 
a profession like a lawyer, they need to learn, yes, about the legal system. They need to have knowledge of it, the different elements, how it works. But ultimately, they need to know how to use that information to the advantage of their client. Yes, a statistician needs to know how to use certain calculations and formulae, but ultimately they need to know what data to collect and then how to process that data in order to get statistics or outcomes or information that is meaningful and useful to the client or for the purpose that it's required. And this is why I think, aside from just getting good grades, it can be helpful for your team to know how to play the game. They need to understand and have the skills and strategies to give the examiner or the teacher or the client or the end user what they want and need to see, what they've asked for in the way that they've asked for it. But right now, so many students and parents and even teachers to some extent think that the game is just to learn as much as we can about the subject or be as expert as possible in all the things on the syllabus and beyond. Because how often do we also hear about that extra reading around the subject? Hopefully by now you know I'm not a big fan of that, at least when it comes to playing and performing and succeeding in this game. I can tell you that I have more than once heard from teachers, they get it in class, why can't they do it in tests? And I will admit that I have probably even uttered that to myself in my early years of teaching because we don't realize that we're playing the wrong game. We think the game is about delivering and learning and memorizing as much information as possible. And then we wonder why the results aren't turning out as well as we think they should be. But really, if we think about it, we probably should be grateful that just learning and then memorizing and regurgitating information isn't the game that academia is requiring students to play. Because of course, we have Google for that. (laughs) And we want more to be required of our teens, right? We want them to be critical thinkers, creative thinkers, problem solvers. And so thinking through and working on and delivering all of this over the past 10 days or so in multiple different ways and with multiple different types and groups of people, I have come to make a clear and simple goal for Rock Solid Study. It's to share and teach the game to every student, parent and teacher who is a part of this style of education system. No fancy vision and mission statements, just getting this information and training to as many students as possible to learn and master the game. And of course, that is my core focus, delivering the 10-week grade transformation program in the best possible way and with the best possible content and to work with those students who do want more in next level. But there are those two other stakeholders involved here. So as part of that, it's also to help as many of their parents as possible to be aware of and understand the game that is being played and help as many teachers as possible to have the skills and insight to support your teen as they play the game and as they prep them to play the game, even if they don't personally work with examples, which the vast majority of teachers don't. So basically... My goal is to put myself out of business by having every one of those people be in the know. So here's to understanding the game 
and helping your teen enjoy it and if they want to, win at it. So here is my ask to be a tiny part of spreading the word and meeting this goal and helping more parents and more students to win at this game. Share this podcast with any other parents who you know who could benefit from this. I will be so grateful. And more importantly, you could make a huge difference to another family, another student and their future. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will meet you back here next week. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.